And joining us now here on the program, she is the chancellor for the University of Minnesota Crookston. Dr. Mary Holtz-Claus is with us. And uh, Dr. Holtz-Claus, appreciate the time. Thanks for joining us here on AOA today. How are you? I'm doing well. In fact, on our campus today, it's pretty exciting because our uh, new students are starting to arrive. So I'm uh, looking at my window right now, seeing um, moms and dads and aunts and uncles and everybody who are bringing those new students in. So always one of my favorite times of the year. I was going to say, that's got to be an exciting thing to see students uh, coming back to campus and new students arriving as freshmen and and much more. So uh, Definitely happy to have some time with you as things are going to be uh, getting busy there on campus. Well, let's uh, let's talk a little bit about agriculture and and meeting the ag workforce needs. And I know that's something that, uh, particularly with the University of Minnesota, you're doing some things to address some of that shortage of people going into agriculture and working through the higher education system. So let, let's just start there. What are you seeing right now as the trend here? Yeah, so, well, it's interesting um, because for a long time, and we still have, of course, a shortage of people who have college degrees and college education, four-year degrees in agriculture, but we are making some inroads. And um, every year, USDA and Purdue University conduct a survey and look at a number of different, they look at a number of different sources, usually from the Department of Labor. So that kind of shows what the demand, what are the jobs out there. And then they also go to the US. Department of Education for what are the supplies of newly minted graduates to try to get a fee, a really better handle of what fields and ag and natural resources and the jobs are, what are the growing ones. And as I said, we are finally doing improving over previous decades, but we still don't graduate enough people in our ag and natural resources. So just a, a few moments here on an annual basis, uh, we have close to 60,000 job uh, openings. Mm-hmm. across the U.S. in the agriculture and natural resources for college students. And um, uh, this really hasn't changed that much through the years, but about 40, 42 percent of those jobs are in management and business. And then 30 percent are in more of the science and engineering fields. And then it's like 14 percent in education, communications and, and uh, government, and then 13 percent in food and biomaterials production. Now, if, you're, if your listeners are really paying attention to what I said that may not equal 100% due to rounding, but pretty close anyway. So that kind of gives you some idea as to what kinds of jobs in the agricultural and natural resources field are out there. So, Well, and I think about some of that uh, here, Mary, and you just think about anytime I think about ag programs in in colleges, I think of a lot of the the key Midwest universities and obviously University of Minnesota Crookston is is one of those, uh, you know, outside of some of the, the major key university programs, though, it's it's, you know, one has to wonder, is it something that kids are still, you know, wanting to go into? Or are they wanting to go to college for something ag related and then go into the field and not go back to the farm or whatnot? It's it kind of goes along with maybe some of the the various trends we've seen just with higher education here in most recent years and some of the changing dynamics of new generations, I guess, I don't know, talk about that a little bit. Are we seeing still a robust amount of, uh, amount of young people going into some of these fields? Well, 
I wish I could say yes, but it might be too, just just as you mentioned, a number of factors, including the fact we consider, continue to have consolidation in agriculture. So fewer people living in rural areas are more likely to, you know, who are more likely to choose these careers. Uh, we actually have fewer students right now in the United States going on into higher education. And the, uh, the area that particularly has fewer people going on into higher education are rural areas. People coming from rural areas are less likely to go to college uh, or at least uh, go after a four-year degree. And um, and particularly, um, this particularly affects, uh, there's a decrease in the U.S. Um, number of males that are going on to higher education. Mm-hmm. So, you know, this may be due to a whole bunch of factors. Um, you know, as you, as you mentioned, kind of the demographics, the psychographics, um, you know, factors of, of cost of education, availability of convenient scheduling in classes. And so we're looking at that, um, all of us in, our, in the College of Agriculture across the United States going, what can we do to ensure that we are able to meet that that workforce needs? So, you know, all of us um, across the U.S. are particularly working with our two well-known programs that really help bring a lot of students into agriculture, uh, FFA and 4-H. And as we know, both of these programs, too, have changed the way that they reach out to many different students, particularly non-farm students, to get them involved in some of the, the stronger programs across the United States have really gone into, um, into urban areas. I was a dean of agriculture in Southern California uh, for a, a few years. And so we really worked hard to recruit individuals that, uh, you know, usually hadn't even thought about, about careers in agriculture. Mm-hmm. I remember going to um, the, the, a couple of soccer groups and soccer conventions and things and would go to all of the uh, uh, students. It's like, oh, what are you planning on doing? Well, I'm going to be a professional soccer player. I'm going to be a professional baseball player. And then we go, well, just in case that doesn't work out for you, have you ever thought about a degree in turf grass management? You know, and so sometimes we also have to be very creative about going and finding students who, you know, maybe hadn't really thought about agriculture as a career. And so that's why the programs and FFA and 4-H do such a wonderful job of, of bringing new students into the queue for us mm-hmm. than in a higher education. And um, uh, we all know, as I say, those of us that have been involved in those programs, what wonderful programs they are. Um, and yet, we're also trying to go, what else can we do, should we do? So we're doing a lot of ag in the classroom programs where sure. we're going out to get, you know, get the kids when they're in third grade and get them excited about agriculture. And then we also have to work with the parents, particularly at those ages, because most parents are also just don't really think about a career in one of the largest industries in the United States, the food and agriculture businesses, and get them to start thinking about that. So we've got a number of programs. In fact, we have one that I just, that, um, local farmer is actually funding for us and that's what we do it's it's mm-hmm. our uh, stem program where we go into those young grades and try to again try to help create more pathways more ways for students to get into agriculture so well anyway, it, it, i um, yeah it, it sounds like a lot of this comes down to awareness and not only from our, our university and college system and uh, you mentioned FFA and 4-H, but I would even think, too, uh, just our, our farmers and ranchers across the country making sure young folks know 
the benefits and some of the some of the great things that happen throughout the agriculture industry. It really just comes down to awareness, both rural and urban, as you mentioned, Mary. Mm-hmm, absolutely. And helping people recognize that many of the jobs that they actually will hold in 20 years do not exist today. Um, and so how do we go about creating uh, a situation where our students are broadly aware of, of that, but recognizing that that job may not even be in in existence right now. So one of the things that we did recently, which has been really enlightening and we're really changing a lot of our curriculum is um, last year we spent uh, a good portion of of the year talking to some of the largest um, agricultural employers and some of the smaller ones too. We talked about probably about 140 agriculture employers in Minnesota and North Dakota because that's obviously where we're geographically located here and said to them, what do you want in employees? Where are we not meeting what your needs are? And um, it was interesting what they told us. They they use different terms. Sometimes the employers would use terms like soft skills, durable skills, essential skills. But all of those skills were really focusing on, on um, communications, problem solving, innovation and creativity, team building, and the and then their personal leadership and then understanding business and technology so based on that we are making a lot of and and a lot of universities are doing we call these more competencies and we're actually changing our curriculum to address these but we specifically went after um, that and um, targeted a different group the other thing too we all think about about the freshmen starting but recognizing that many people have started education Educations in the past, but for whatever reason, they haven't completed their four-year degree. Life happened. Maybe mm-hmm. they got started and something occurred. And so um, what we did is we actually designed a program, we call it Next Gen Agriculture, based on these competencies. And um, start with the students that are uh, maybe in leadership positions right now um, in or getting ready to be in leadership uh, positions in their company, but they don't have a four-year degree yet. And helping them come into an education. So uh, this program, as I said, it's called Next Gen Ag. We're launching it. We, um, we did a pilot uh, last, last, it just got done actually with our pilot, um, making some modifications, but um, really trying to learn about what are the needs of our employers and and then how do we help particularly somebody who's 40 years old they maybe you know started school maybe never went on at all went right from high school into the workforce and now find that they need some of these skill sets and and management um, options with that mm-hmm. just remember it's never too late to be a lifelong learner I mean we all need to grow every day and so this this program particularly is focused on helping them come back to school and it's all online. Well, that so, is, and that, yeah. that's really, yeah, a trend we're seeing obviously a, across since COVID um, is is kind of more of a hybrid, you know, some some kind of online, some in in person. As I said, this next gen program that we've designed totally online, it's asynchronous, which means students get to it, come to it when they can. Um, we recognize that, um, and this one is starts in November, it, you know, kind of runs with a, an agricultural cycle. So again, a lot of universities are doing just what we're doing. It's like, okay, we need to be flexible. 
We need to be where the market wants us and we need to be where the employers are telling us these are the skill sets that we need our students to have. So it's been it's been fun to kind of redesign something. <laughs> yeah, well, a, a lot of great insights there and hopefully we can continue the awareness and uh, and pushing folks into the agriculture industry so we can meet some of those workforce needs and challenges and some of the innovations that we have in front of us. And uh, uh, Mary, before we let you go real quick, any final thoughts you would share just about the ongoing uh, work that not only you guys are doing there at the University of Minnesota Crookston with the uh, ag uh, side of the college there, uh, anything else you would want to add today? Well, I think it's just um, really important that all of us in agriculture, my background's in agriculture, all of us work together, that this is a team sport. And that means that the universities, the high schools, the employers, the employees, we all need to be working together. And I think that's a part, it's like, it's not the responsibility of just one, one group, it's a responsibility of all of us. And so I think that, you know, we've gotten great support from, from many people that are interested in this, but just remember, and I guess for your listeners, mm -hmm. tell them, don't be afraid to go to your universities. Tell them, this is what we need. This is what we want. Um, because, uh, again, it is all of us working together that are really going to meet that the critical need of, of feeding you know, the billions of people that, that our food and ag industry is, is uh, feeding now and going to in the future. So. Fantastic. Well, with that, Dr. Mary Holtz-Claus with the University of Minnesota Crookston, thanks so much for joining us here today, and we'll look forward to talking to you again in the future. Great. Thank you. Bye-bye.